please put your hands together for Dominic Rivera. Yo, the fuck y'all doing? You heard the man. I'm Dominic Rivera. I'm a father, husband, anxiety sufferer, and of course, a comic. So I decided to make a podcast. This is the Stressing Podcast. It's a life podcast about myself. Basically, a couple of years ago, I decided to start doing comedy. And uh, it was a kind of a bucket list thing. I was at a bad spot in life, and I wasn't enjoying myself. And uh, I've always been funny. I've always written down stories, and I've always liked to tell jokes. But uh, this was something that I wanted to do for a long time. Um, At the time, uh, my anxiety and my mental health weren't the greatest. And I was coming to some conclusions that, hey, I'm not fulfilled in life. That's a big part of why the fuck I'm unhappy. (laughs) So uh, I saw that a local club was having a comedy contest, DC Improv, and uh, had a little class called The Five Minutes to Funny. And uh, you go to class for a couple weeks, and at the end of the week, at the end of those four weeks, you put on a show. And for a long time, I was signing up for this class, and uh, it was always booked, you know what I mean? And it almost felt like uh, a reflection of my life, that everything that I wanted to do just wasn't available for me to do at the time. Um, And I would sign up, and they had a waiting list, and they had, um, you know what I mean? It would come up every couple months, and I signed up on my waiting list, and I'd get a response back, and by the time I would... Um, the class would become available and I'd sign up for it again. It'd be sold out. And then one day the fucking class wasn't sold out. And I signed up for the class and this is where this new story and chapter of my life begins. I'm 40 years old. Um, it's a weird uh, dynamic in life to kind of reinvent yourself at this age. A lot of people have done it, but just for me, myself, I didn't see myself in the place that I'm in right now. Um, and taking this class and, and, and doing comedy, I found something that I love to do. I, I flipped the switch and it's opened up in an entirely different world for me right now. So, of course, um, I decided to have a podcast. Well, actually, this is like my third or fourth fucking podcast. <laughs> I had some other trash ass podcasts before um, and they didn't work out. You get when you become creative and you and you start exploring your creativity, you try to find every vehicle or outlet available to you in order to try to, you know, what I mean, get your shit out there. And I maybe have done comedy for like three fucking months and I found another partner in crime that felt the same way that I did overstated their fucking abilities. And I was like, yo, we can make a podcast and that shit would be funny. And some of y'all might have heard that shit. It was called the Big Man, Little Man podcast. Um, It was with my uh, friend of mine, D'Angelo Joyce. Um, And basically, we were two people that uh, we were on the comedy scene and we had similar backgrounds and we started talking to each other and we hit it off. And we and we related to each other through comedy, but it was through pain and and other things that were going on in our life that... um, that we bonded on and we became really close friends and a a podcast just seemed like, Hey, this is what the fuck we got to do. When more than likely what we should have did was just write more jokes and be funny and, and fucking study our craft. (laughs) Um, but the good thing about failure is that you learn from your mistakes and you become better. 
Now, this probably this podcast might not go anywhere. But what I learned in that podcast um, and doing some of these uh, different um, ventures or opportunities that I've uh, been a part of, um, I learned more about myself, um, what makes me work better, what doesn't work for me, um, how to interact with people. Um, I learned about friendships and relationships. Uh, comedy has taught me that. Um, opening up my story and sharing my story with people um, has really changed my life. Um, I lost that friendship um, because you have the tendency in life sometimes um, if you don't address your problems and situations in life, um, they'll come back to haunt you one way or another. It always happens like fucking clockwork. It's the IRS. You can bet on that bitch. It's going to come back to get you when you least expect it. And that's what happened. Um, there's a saying that, um, hurt people hurt people and those pains and trials and tribulations that bond you can unravel you and the people around you. And that's what happened. Um, I lost a good friend and that really, uh, started to open my mind up and my feelings. And I started talking about that more. And, um, when I first started doing comedy, um, I primarily did dad jokes. Um, I'm a single dad. Well, I was a single dad at the time to us, uh, to my son, who I've had custody of since he was three. Um, and I was just making little funny um, jokes and stuff just about our everyday interactions. Nothing too um, intense or reflective or, or deep. It's just funny little situation, sitcom life between me and my son. Um, and as I started doing that, like I said, I was I was, I was having fun and I was being funny. And uh, I was doing well on the scene, but there came a point where um, I wanted to say more. And that was very hard for me to really talk about some shit. I've never talked about my mental health issues, um, even just in personal life with a lot of people. I can count at the time I could count the amount of friends on my close friends and people that I confide in on one hand. Um, and it was starting to really affect me. And. I, one day I just started opening up about my mental health and anxiety and not everybody laughed when I did that shit. And I never forget. I talked about anxiety and I, the joke it was something like uh, make I, when I get nervous, when I'm anxious or something, it was the basic of a uh, basis of a premise that I have that I basically say um, the type of anxiety that I have. It's like I'm planning to rob a bank every day. But I'm the guy on the crew that's always going, I don't fucking know about this, man. And that shit did not hit the first couple of times that I did it. But when I did it, did do it the first time, somebody that had anxiety in the crowd um, stopped me afterwards to show and said, hey, man, it was really cool that you talked about anxiety because I suffer from anxiety, too. And nothing more of it. But that shit really sat with me. Um, and then. And over time, as you guys know, some of you guys have heard me on other podcasts um, that haven't failed. <laughs> More specifically, you probably heard me on like the three guys on podcasts with my brothers, Andy Klein and Randolph Terrence. Or um, I've done stuff on Black Eye Who Tips with my friend Rod Morrow or Chris Lambert over there on the Mundane Festival. And I started sharing my story and I started really getting deep on some real shit. And as I started doing that, I can make, you know what I mean, and making light of my, my, my problems and discussing them openly. I started to interact with more people. Um, 
Hold on real quick. I need to drink. I'm I'm fucking dry mouth is fucking this car right now. Yeah, I'm in a car, too. I'm like on my break at work trying to record this shit. Matter of fact, I'm at the top of my motherfucking parking garage and shit overlooking some trees in the business park. This shit is not even that nice looking. I fucking hate working right now, dog. This it's something when you become creative and you really start accessing things in life that you like to do that it puts in perspective the bullshit that you put up through or you do every day on an everyday basis. Like I said, I'm blessed. I got a good job. I, I, you know what I mean? But it's there, I'm at this point in life right now where uh, the pros and cons of going to a place for 8 to 12 hours a day that you don't love to do and only coming home to enjoy the things you do love for a couple hours out the day ain't really balancing the fuck out, yo. <laughs> I'm sitting in a motherfucking Fiesta ST on a parking garage drinking a tropical smoothie trying to get this little intro podcast episode in under about 20 minutes because I don't have a lot of time in my life right now. By the way, tropical smoothie is the best smoothie. I have Robex. Robex sucks. That shit tastes like shit. And if you like Robex, you trash. I'm sorry. I ate that shit. It was like somebody fucking blended up some broccoli and just poured it in my mouth. That shit was disgusting. Fuck that healthy shit, dog. I need a little sugar in my shit. I don't give a fuck if I get diabetes. You don't need all your toes and your feet when you get old anyway. So, anyways. So, that's where I'm at right now, man. Um, Opening up, trying to talk more. Like I said, it's going to be a life podcast. I'm going to talk about some real shit going on in my life. Um, If you guys are open to it, I'm going to talk about some shit that's going on in your life. Um, people have reached out to me over time and we've talked and we've had some great discussions on a lot of different things that are going on. Um, and not only in their life or something that I brought up was in my life and we, we have something in common and you get advice, you get different perspectives. Um, you're able to see, um, big picture things that you may have not seen before because someone has, like I said, another perspective, another viewpoint that can open up your mind. And, um, that's where I've been at these last couple years. It's been three years. Uh, December 15th, 2016 is when I decided to start doing comedy. Um, and it's been, it's been a big, it's a big change in my life. You know what I mean? My life has done a complete 360 since I've opened up. And maybe that's the key to everything is expressing yourself and communicating. Matter of fact, it is the key to everything. I'm in therapy. Um, like I said, I suffer from PTSD. Um, a lot of things trigger me, uh, and I try to navigate those things every day and it's hard. It's not always easy. Um, stress can fuck me up. Uh, I got fat as shit like a couple years ago and now I'm skinny as shit cause that's the yin and yang of mental health. <laughs> like, and when you fat as shit, don't nobody ever feel like your friends don't tell you and shit. Like they might hint. Like, I didn't know I got fat as shit until I saw a fucking picture somebody posting on Facebook. And I was like, yo, I thought you was my fucking friend, dog. Like, I was fat as fuck. I gained up to like 250, 60 pounds. And that's like the heaviest I've been in my life. And that kind of really started putting things in perspective for me. Like, there's some shit going on. Because even though I was being open and I was talking to people, you know what I mean, and sharing my story, I still wasn't really addressing my problems head on. And then... Because of that, I finally made the change to start having therapy. Um, I've tried here and there um, different routes of therapy, uh, whether it was through the church or close friends or, you know what I mean? But it wasn't professional help. And that's a big, big thing. Uh, 
I'm going to stress a lot over these next episodes um, the role of therapy and seeking professional help. Talk to somebody. Trust me, it works. It's not always easy. You go through some shit. You got to say through some shit. Sometimes I walk into my therapist's office office and I'm like, I, I hate this motherfucker. Like, because my therapist uh, likes to change like his office furniture all the time. And I swear to God, if he does this shit again without sending me a text or email, we're going to have some motherfucking words because it bothers you. I don't like change. Most of us don't. Adapting is hard. But there's a thing in life. If you don't adapt, you're going to die. You know what I mean? And adapting when you don't have the tools to adapt properly, you know what I mean? Because you're just basically, I don't know how to say it. You're just trying to get through the day, man. Like, you don't really give a fuck about success. Like, you like, no, I just want to, I want to relax. Like, <laughs> I just want to be peaceful for a moment and shit. And it's hard. Um, it's hard doing these things. It's hard figuring these things out. When I opened up myself, I started communicating. I started really working on myself and doing the hard work. Something started happening, man. Good shit started happening. Um, I've had some trials and stuff. I've lost some friends along the way, um, both in, you know what I mean, that have made me start to look at myself and address my own mortality and where I'm at in life um, and how that bothers me. I got married in January. Um, that surprised the fuck out of me. Because relationships have always been my downfall. Um, I struggle communicating. I struggle bonding to people. And when I started opening up, I realized that there's some people out there, man, that really care about you and are willing to listen. And won't throw stones because you start to figure out, yo, a lot of people got fucking problems, dog. Um, you got to realize that. You got to know that not every um, reaction is because of you. It could be become of something else. And that's really um, something that brought me to my knees and, and really hit home with me because, yo, that that was me. And I used to judge people that way. Like, yo, who the fuck are you talking to? Or, nah, you did me this way. Not really taking a step, uh, one step in to look at things through other people's perspective. You know what I mean? But even though in my heart the whole time, I wish people would have done that to me. That's just the pain of being a survivor sometimes. You know what I mean? You, you put the blinders on and you just full speed ahead because you're just trying to survive, trying to get through. Um, I like that. I'm, I'm, I know I'm rambling probably right now. Uh, that may happen sometimes. We're going to have some guests on this podcast. We're going to do some feedback. We're going to talk about some things. Um, I want you guys to interact with me. I want to interact with you. Um, Give me some ideas, uh, whether we can do maybe some things on uh, Instagram Live or uh, have some chats, uh, some feedback podcasts or anything like that. I'm, re I'm really looking forward to listening to you um, on how you see uh, my viewpoints and maybe we can interact and get better with each other. I always tell people it gets better. If you put in the work, it gets better. I try to tell that to my son all the time. It's a difficult thing. You know what I mean? Everybody wants a short term uh um, reward. Long-term rewards are fucking difficult to hold on to, to stay the course for. You know what I mean? But the thing with short-term rewards is that you always want to just be going a couple little steps, man. And you're going to get sidetracked all the time. So you got to be looking long-term. And that's where I'm at in life right now. I'm a father. Again, at 40. I'm recording this podcast in my car because I ain't got no fucking time. Like I said, you don't know how much you love something in life until you got to wipe his ass at three o'clock in the morning. 
You know, I mean, she took a piss on my shoes the other day. I was holding her in my hands and she pissed all on my shirt and she took a shit. That shit fell on my shoes a little bit. I'm a sneakerhead that made me upset. She's going to be in punishment in three to four years. I ain't going to forget about this shit. I'm not. Her name is Amari Dillon Rivera. She's the love of my life right now. She's probably going to be the love of my life for the rest of my life. It's just something that I can't explain. It's just changed me the moment that it happened. And hey, man, even that wasn't easy. You know what I mean? Getting married wasn't easy. I know my wife for 11 years. We're the Ross and Rachel <laughs> of this. <laughs> that's how we uh, closely relate to, except that I'm Rachel and she's Ross. You know what I mean? And we had a lot of up and downs. Um, we were drawn to each other right off the bat. But again, like I said earlier, hurt people hurt people. Uh, when you're going through some pain and you can't deal with it, it's hard to take on somebody else's burden. And whenever that got too real, we would just run in opposite directions. And we'd bump into each other in supermarkets and in weird fucking places. And then we'd have these little reconciliations that would go another fucking way. And that was life, man. And I was at a real bad spot in life, like I said, about four or five years ago. Um, I'm a single father, like I said at the time. And the thing about being a single parent is that you... You get into this uh, routine of that's all you are, of just being a dad, of parent. Um, I know that sounds fucked up. Some of y'all might not understand it, but the parents know that sometimes that becomes all you are. And then you take a step out and try to look and you don't have anything to move you forward. You're you're always going to work for our kids, but that's all I was becoming. You know what I mean? I was Dominic's dad. I wasn't Dominic the comic. I wasn't Dominic. I didn't have other facets to me. And it started to weigh me down. And that's where comedy came in. And then when comedy came in and I started opening my, myself up and I started to take chances in life. I'm not a big risk taker. You know what I mean? I'm, if I do, it's calculated risk. But sometimes you got to jump without knowing what the fuck is down there. And that's always been hard for me. And three years ago, in typical sitcom fashion, and, a, and we are basic as fuck, my wife at the time at my she called me up and she wanted to talk and we met at a Starbucks. And in the Starbucks we caught up. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. And we caught up and we started discussing our lives and it always it just hit me right there at that moment that she was my best friend. And that scared the fuck out of me. And when we were leaving that parking lot, we had still let some shit unsaid. And I don't remember if she made the first step or I do. But all I know is at the end of that fucking night in that Starbucks parking lot next to a Kiri Sushi in Ashburn, Virginia, I told her I loved her. And we professed our love. And then we had another up and down three years. Because <laughs> that's exactly how the fuck happened. Because the first year was dope as fuck. And then the honeymoon period was over and it got difficult. Um, real life started happening. We brought two kids to the table. We had to blend a family. On top of blending the family, we still had issues that we had to deal with ourselves. And there was just a lot of moving parts, y'all. And this is when the time in my life where I would just run. This was where she would run. But we didn't run. It was all, wasn't always fun, though. Um, I know I'm a lot to deal with and a lot to manage. And, and for the first time in my life, I let somebody else lead. And that was difficult as fuck. I jumped. And that was difficult as fuck. But in doing so, I found a partner. I found somebody that I can really trust. And like I said, 
I'll never forget last August, I was at Magoobie's Joke House in Baltimore, Maryland. I was had a nice little weekend run, and she sent me a text. I was going to spend the night in Baltimore because I was really tired. It was like two-hour drive. And she hit me up, and she said, hey, I want you want, You need to come home. I miss you, and I want to see you. We need to talk. She was like, can't wait to see you. So you know what? In my brain, I couldn't see you, too. I think she sent me a picture, too, with her titties out because she's fine as shit. Anyways, um, so I just was like, yeah, I'm going to go home, dog. I, I got to get home two hours from now. I'm going to top off this night. I'm going to beat it up, have some, eat a sandwich. I'm going to have some breakfast in the morning. I came flying back, and I came home, and she gave me a little jewelry box. She said, I got a present for you. And it was a little Zales jewelry box, and I took it. First of all, I don't even like fucking jewelry like that. So I was like, okay. So I took the box, and when I opened up the box, there was a pregnancy test on the inside of it, right? And I almost shit myself. And I didn't even really look at the pregnancy test because I fucking knew what it was, and I put the lid back on it, and she was like, you're not going to look at it? I was like, who the fuck gives a pregnancy test if it ain't positive? Like, I do, yeah, you gonna give me, yo, this negative? Like, you ain't gonna put this shit in a Zales box and have a presentation and shit. You could have sent that shit to me over text. I was like, you presented this shit. I, anyways, I did not have a very good reaction to that moment. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I rolled over on my side. I was like, we'll talk about this shit in the morning. And that was a long first couple of months because it was hard, dog. I didn't, the, my old trauma came back and I started thinking about things and and um that i hadn't processed and i had to come to terms with a lot of shit and she helped me with it and as i started to come to terms with things i started to grow you only need a little bit of water on your seed man and you'll grow and that's what it did and i i started going to therapy and i started talking and i started opening up and man i can honestly say at this point in life that i'm at the most happiest point in my life that i've ever been and i've had it's been a long time since I I could say that. And a lot of people have helped me. And I got a story to tell. And I'm hoping when I tell this story that it helps other people. And I'm a little bit selfish. And I hope it makes me a better person as well in the process. So you know what? I'm sweating my ass off because I had to turn off the fucking car because I didn't want y'all to hear the engine running and shit on the podcast because my, my boy Andy hates fucking bad audio and shit. Um... And I hate that shit, too. So I'm about to turn this shit off. But I'm glad that you guys heard me out. Um, Send me some feedback. Um, Give me some topics that you might want to talk about or that you've heard me previously talk about um, that we could talk about here in the future. Um, Give me a follow on Instagram at Mr. Dom Rivera. Um, You can follow me on Facebook as well. But I don't really fuck with Facebook that much as well. I may start doing Twitter again, but that's up to y'all. Because like I said, Twitter going to fuck around, get me fired and shit. I'm going to say some shit. And it ain't going to be cool. And uh, I'll be trolling the president and all kinds of shit on there. And I work for the government. So (laughs) I need to chill the fuck up with that shit. That's why I deleted my Twitter account. But I'll start it up again. Um, Y'all just let me know. But anyways, man, this is Dominic Rivera. This is the Stressing Podcast. And I want y'all to remember, man, it gets better. Give it up for Dominic Rivera. Let him hear it, please. My fire, man.